the thing that he overly stresses, which is super important, is that your money, how you spend your money today makes more of an impact on your future than how you spend your money in the future. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. How you feeling, E? My brother. It was so nice to sleep in my own bed after four <laughs> days of, of Nashville and also going to sleep without the room spinning. Um, <laughs> that was also excellent. Uh, but bro, we're just back. It is Friday, the Friday after the conference. <sighs> I feel great, man. I'm I'm so grateful for everybody that came out, and I apologize. Wow. My voice is still struggling, but um, <laughs> so grateful, you know, for for all you guys that came out. It was it was incredible. Like it was super yeah. humbling, and um, you know, the feedback that we got was tremendous, and uh, super proud of that, and glad that we were able to put this on. Obviously, huge shout out to Bill and Chris for all the work that they did and everything wow. else to to do this, and um, super excited to keep it going. Yeah. I, was, I was catching up with Bill last night, and um, we'll talk about it later in the episode. But we've already sold out over half the tickets for Miami, like within forty-eight hours of yeah, you know, soft launching that at the at the conference, which is yeah. just a testament to the time that everybody had there. Um, mm-hmm. So super proud of that. But for those of you that weren't there, the FOMO is real. Um, I was getting a lot of DMs from some of my buddies. Ryan Luke just hit me up this morning over in the UK. He's like, buddy, I'm so mad I didn't go. Like, I told you, man, I wanted you there. Um, shout out to Ryan Luke. Yeah. Um, Luke Properties. He's an awesome guy. He's yeah, killing it, man. You. We missed you, man. Yeah. But between UK and Dubai, you know, you got to choose which way you're going to go. You I can know. go to Dubai and come back this way. That makes it quite a trip, you know? Yeah. But next one, hopefully, he'll make it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. So yeah. One, one of the things that we wanted to do was just kind of recap about the event and uh, I've got the agenda pulled up because there was so many good things and I really don't want to miss anybody. So, you know, the event kicked off. It was a lot of fun. Bill and I kicked things off for a good half an hour, um, just kind of setting the tone for the event, how to get the most out of the event. And then uh, we handed it over to our boy TJ, to Johnny, who crushed it. And, um, you know, he broke down. Usually TJ, people ask TJ to talk about rental arbitrage a lot, but what they don't realize is he owns like half of his portfolio and he does a lot of burr strategy and creative financing and private money and all these different things so it was really sweet to see him speak on that and he had a ton of case studies like line by line breaking down all the numbers on how he closed the deals how much he put into them how much he increased the value how he refinanced them got the money out and it has been able to do that over and over again and um you know now he's doing his first like boutique hotel Ironically, it's the same number of units that we have at the Cove on our first oh, deal. So it's a, yeah. a nice like 13 unit complex, but he ripped it down to the studs. So this has yeah. been, I don't know, seven, eight months in the works of like total gut job. And I think he said like the actual renovations are going to be done in like a couple of weeks and then he's just got to furnish it and, and go live. And I think he's got another one on the back end of it locked up, ready to go. So 
Yeah. Um, he crushed I, it. Yeah. Um, go ahead. And he gave out, he gave out. So if you're on the analytical side and you need to see the numbers, the record, which I guess we'll talk about the recording later, but it, you'll see the breakdown of the long-term rentals versus what he did with the short-term rentals. But also if you needed, and this is why I told him, he went so deep that I walked up to him. I'm like, TJ, there's nothing left for anybody else to do, anybody else to talk about. Like we might as well just wrap up the whole conference. Like you delivered so above and beyond. Dude, he had over a hundred slides that he, he had the pictures that. of what you should put in it. He had ideas on on the design. He had the minimum, the essentials. He went above and beyond. And again, I love TJ just because he's the perfect example of like education to execution. And, then and just being an open book, man, like literally yeah. he held nothing back on his talk, like nothing, nothing. nothing. So yeah. I had zero doubt in my mind that he was going to crush it, which is why I asked him to lead off the event, quite frankly, and to set the tone for the rest of the event. So yeah. huge yeah. shout out to TJ. Want to give him a plug too. He's got an event in August. I am doing my best to be at. I'm going to be in Disney with the family that week. So I might do a day in day out type thing to go speak at his, but um, I don't have the link in front of me, but I'll grab that from him and we'll throw it down in the show notes. So you guys can definitely check that out. I think Bill's also going to be speaking and he's got like Cody Sperber and I think Carlos Reyes and some heavy hitters coming on yeah. that one. So that'll be sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, then we had uh, Chris Ledwich from the lender again, shout out to the lender. They were our title sponsor for this event. And he, he really opens people's eyes. Even me, you know, I've been talking to him for a while, but he has a lot of different types of loan products specifically for short-term rentals that I didn't even know about. You know, a lot of people know about like what the DSCR loan is, debt service coverage ratio loans. And he broke all of those down and just, it just opens the doors for a lot of people, especially folks like myself that don't have a traditional W2 and you're trying to figure out, all right, if I was going to go to a traditional lender, I need to show X amount of my tax returns and how much should I be paying on my taxes and all these different things with Chris, like he doesn't even pull tax returns or any of that stuff. It's all based around the property or, you know, the assets that you have and all these different things. So it just really opens a lot of doors for full-time entrepreneurs or for folks that maybe your credit's a little rough here and there, but the property, it's a killer deal. You know, it just opens doors for you. And um, he goes through, he's probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, like super smart guy. And he really like breaks it down into simple terms so that people can understand how does how do lenders look at it, right? We talked about this with Alex a couple of weeks ago. From a private lending standpoint, I feel like Chris really does a good job articulating it from the other side of it as well, from like some of the larger lenders. So yeah, that was a really good presentation as well. Um, I don't know if you had any other feedback on Chris, but yeah, to me, the thing that people don't realize is is the pre Chris's presentation was a lot, yeah. was because Chris is very smart and there was a lot of info in there. But it's one of those things that for you to really understand, because that's the name of the game from my perspective, if you're trying to grow on the ownership side, is understanding how you're going to finance things. And going back to what I said about uh, TJ, education allows you to see different ways and shapes that you can put a deal together. Yeah. One. Two, for me, the other thing was overall, and maybe I'm just... Uh, always an optimist but overall i didn't feel like chris's outlook on things was super dark right mm -hmm. he's not saying like the apocalypse is coming we're not we're not going to be lending any money or anything like that right so if you are in the beginning stages and you are educating yourself and you're feeling 
the market is getting a little bit a little bit more competitive right now don't sit on the sidelines because again if you find somebody like chris you can still find a way to finance something great and even if if because the name of the game is the return that the property is going to make right so it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if the property is going to cost you the money is going to cost you eight or nine percent versus six percent if you're still hitting that like 25 to 30 percent return you still have that you still have the arbitrage in yeah, the you're still right? making money yeah you're still making money so don't worry about the fact that you used to be making 20% and now you're making 18% or 17%. It's you're still making money. Exactly. And you're still, and this is the biggest thing. And I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole that, that people don't understand, but you know, inflation was like over 10%. So if the money's just sitting in your account, you're losing 10% as opposed to making 17, 18, 19, 20, 25% on your money. So like when it's in the bank, you're losing money. Yeah. Right. So I think that was, and I wanted to go down the rabbit hole a little bit, but I didn't just because we didn't have time on stage when the gentleman was talking about, he didn't have any mortgages on his properties and Bill and I were like, why, <laughs> you know, for that reason. Right. Cause it's, yeah. it's just cheap money. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I want to keep it moving cause we, we get yeah. a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. And then um, Julie came up after that. So Julie George million dollar host. I freaking love Julie, man. Every, this was so much fun hanging out with her. Like, I feel like, We've become friends over the years and it's all been virtual. Like we talk on the phone, we do WhatsApp, we, you know, can do some Zoom stuff, some clubhouse stuff, but hanging out with her in person was awesome. And she's just a, a beast in the industry from a standpoint of she went from zero to 130 properties in 18 months and then sold the business for a large sum of money, which she's not allowed to disclose because of an NDA, right? Everybody always wants to know, but but this way she's been traveling the world the last few years and just... Yeah doing her jam so she did yeah. well but she's just so willing to share but she's so passionate about helping up-and-comers hit their goals like relentlessly passionate about that yeah um and i think that comes through in her presentations and also when you talk to her one-on-one -on -one, like she's just an incredible human and um the thing that i loved is she actually broke down her entire org chart and how much she paid everybody in her business yeah. as she scaled it, which I think is super helpful because conceptually people understand how you have to build a team, but when you can see it visually and then you can put the numbers together of like, okay, this is how I'm going to need to compensate certain people. It just really helps tie the dots together as you're growing. And, and to me, one, again, also absolutely loved her hanging out with her was so much fun. And like, the wildest like the wildest energy right like just so much fun so open her and will slickers were probably two of my the most the people that we have had on the show that i was most impressed with in the sense of just energy and they just the amount of like fun they were having like how they were dancing and just it was amazing but going back to the conversation about the lending and and tying it into julie is the same concept right julie had the long-term gameplay in mind so if you were not at a conference, her org chart, the way that she did it is she empowered people and helped people create financial freedom under her umbrella. So again, if you're small-minded or scarcity mindset, you're looking at it and you're like, I get all of these properties that I manage. I don't want to give six, seven, eight percent of my management fee away to somebody else. With Julie, she understood what the long-term goal was. So again, going back to that little spread. She didn't care if she was paying somebody 6%. It's the case she was keeping 
15, 20%, 19% of the management fee and leveraging the work away. Because mm -hmm. that is the name of the game also that people need to like really get behind. It's like you can go super far if you find the right partner. And there were a lot of people there with friends or family or husbands and wife couples, right? And like you guys have the perfect opportunity to create a business and empower people in your ecosystem and help them create financial freedom. Because to me, that's what Julie did, right? And that's why her growth was so exponential over the 18 months. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and then uh, next up, we had <clears throat> the design panel. So we had my wife, Kristen, from On Design <laughs> Interiors. Uh, we had Bria Faith, who's Bill's wife. And we had uh, Jenny from Wayfair Professional. And that was a lot of fun, man. And honestly, we could have done an entire conference just around design. Like, yeah, my room. <laughs> it was funny. Like after that, I literally had to play like offensive line just so I could get Kristen and Heather and Amanda like food because they had a line of like 50 people to talk to them because it's such a crucial part of the business. Like I don't care how tight your operations are. I don't care how good your team is. If your property is not furnished correctly, like you're done because nobody's going to book. Like that is what gets the looks. And we really tried to drive that home and you don't have to spend an insane amount of money, but you need to spend the right amount of money to maximize the profit on your property. And I don't think she's going to mind if I shared it, but I know she, she put together like 20 free, Kristen put together like 20 free designs, like just like room by room of like, you know, if you wanted a beach theme or a farmhouse theme or a boho theme or whatever for people at the conference with a, a link. And I think you can find it just by going to ondesigninteriors.co. I think it's still live on there. So if you guys want to check that out, they're totally free. Like literally it's like, all right, here's the couch. Here's this, here's that, here's whatever. Um, so super cool. And uh, people definitely appreciated that. And again, huge shout out to Wayfair. I don't think they've, I know they haven't sp ever sponsored a conference in this space before. So truly appreciate them. And uh, I know that they... <laughs> their booth was slammed the whole event. So it's, again, yeah. it's just a testament of like how this industry is going and getting recognition from massive brands like Wayfair um, yeah. as the industry continues to grow. So we had also uh, Bria, which uh, uh, Bill's wife on stage. And what's very fascinating is how both Bill, Bill is so specific with his numbers, right? And so he really drove that home in understanding your design the money you spend designing and furnishing a place has to go into the overall numbers for your property, mm -hmm. right? For you to really get a real number of how much money you're making, that has to be on there. And him and Bria really talked a lot about how to design on a budget. And if you know Bill, his houses, you wouldn't think the world on a budget is mm -hmm. part of the design. So it's so fascinating to see that there is actually a lot of care into how the money is spent and spending the money on things that make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of conversation that we had about how to open up spaces, how to allow spaces to flow, how to, also Kristen talked about this, how you wanna be in the knowing on where the, all the design trends are going, where the color trends are going. Because the thing that happens is also people, in a sense, when they book a vacation rental, they're almost trying to experience a life that they don't necessarily get to live on a day-to-day -day basis, right? And so yeah. maybe they've been wanting a green wall and your listing in Orlando has that super awesome, all textured wall. They've been wanting a room with wallpaper. 
And so they come and they see it and that's what catches their attention, right? So you have that opportunity. A hack that we use all the time and that Bria shared is going on Etsy. We go on Etsy to buy prints all the time and then you just have the prints and you can print them and just put them in a frame. Yeah. That is low-key a great way for you to save money versus having to go to home goods or whatever it is that you're going to buy the art. You can buy it, it's replicable, and over time it becomes super, super cheap. And again, you should focus on spending your rental and furnishing budgets on things that make a difference and that add to the overall experience. Yeah. One little tip real quick before we move on, and this is for everybody. So something actionable for this is if you're on a very tight budget, okay, literally just make sure you do accent walls in all the bedrooms on the headboard wall. Like do an accent wall. It's just paint. Or if you want to get the slat boards, just nail them to the wall and then paint that. And it just totally changes the look. And so when Kristen was talking about design trends, somebody came up to me after and they were like, well, what do you budget to like stay current? Well, if you're just doing accent walls and throw pillows that are going to tie in and maybe a throw blanket to tie into that and you're using white linens, if that color goes out of style, just get a coat of paint and grab a few new throw pillows and it totally changes the look of the room again. But that, that accent wall really makes your listing pop instead of just having four gray walls and a couple throw pillows. You do that accent wall and it just, it just gives it that or some wallpaper or whatever. So again, you can check the, a bunch of those free designs to get an idea of what I'm talking about at uh, ondesigninteriors.co. Um, next, we had Ryan Bakey up. And uh, he talked all about like the tax strategy, which most people is like, oh, that's not sexy. But the way that he delivers it, like he did, a, in sexy. my opinion, he did a <laughs> phenomenal job delivering that in a yeah. way that was engaging and really showing people like, Ryan alone, if you think about this logically, like he can literally save people hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on their taxes. That's like having a few STR properties, right? So you pay a good CPA. It's like almost getting, it's almost like adding to your portfolio because it's saving you so much money in taxes. Yeah. And the reason that the thing that he overly stresses, which is super important, is that your money, how you spend your money today makes more of an impact on your future than how you spend your money in the future. And what I mean by that is if you can do an accelerated cost depreciation on an SDR that you buy and that offsets your taxes for the year and you can put that money into another property or you can put the money into the rent of the property you just bought to increase your ADR, that it's going to yield such a better return than you just putting the money in your saving and spending it a year from now. Mm -hmm. Right. And like really, really super stressing that aspect of it. And it's also stressing the aspect of like, there is other ways that if you have a good W2 income that you can offset your taxes by investing in different, different things. Right. So if you are, a big W2 employee, you're definitely going to want to look out for the recording because he gives it all away and he has all of his slides there. And he really shows you how much the different tax brackets end up actually paying in taxes and why you want to lower your tax bracket and how to do it. So yeah, not, not really sexy in my opinion, because I, just I was, like, I was a CPA, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I get it. It's not a fun topic, yeah. but it's, if you really want to go far in this business, 
even if you're staying small, like I said, if a CPA can save you 40,000 bucks on taxes, that's like having another property, like literally. So just think about that conceptually. So the other thing, just again, to make this actionable as you're, you're building your portfolio, don't just call some CPA in like December. It's too late at that point. I meet with mine every quarter to reassess and game plan throughout the rest of the year. Because if you wait too long by the end of the year, you're out of time. Yeah. Right? They can't do anything. So you, yeah. I look at them like a business partner to, to make strategic moves throughout the year. And the timing of when you do stuff is very important to maximize those those tax savings. Yeah, there's a difference between just filing your taxes and doing tax planning and tax strategies and filing your taxes. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if you're if you're just go if you're if you're a person that worries about taxes in the new year, so you're like January comes and all of a sudden you're like, oh, taxes. You're just filing your taxes. If mm -hmm. you start doing it quarterly or if you start sitting down in September and October and be like, okay, this is what came down the pipeline. This is what I have in the pipeline. These are my goals for next year. How do we file these taxes in the best way possible? So I pay Uncle Sam the least amount of money, but I'm also able to qualify to buy this, this, and that next year. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Know? So next up, this was this was a lot of fun. We had we had our panel, the expert series. So it was E, myself, Bill, TJ, Noble Crawford, and Kyle Stanley. And we just kind of broke down like our different business models, you know, whether it's co-hosting, rental arbitrage, ownership, and just some of those differences. And basically everybody on stage does some type of blend of at least two of them because it's like being a contractor, like you use a hammer for certain things, you use a screwdriver for certain things. Like the more that you can understand the different models, the more opportunities you have to do more deals, right? And so that panel was a lot of fun. Like I had a blast on that and we got some good questions it and was, um, awesome. fielded some from the audience, which was fun to engage with them. So yeah, yeah. And and I love, to me, Noble is always so impressive because he's so- His energy was off the charts, man. I love Noble. And the way that he understands, you know what I mean? It's just like, he he focuses a lot on- corporate housing and government government contracts and like traveling nurses and so on and so forth and like healthcare and the understanding of doing that at a high level and not focusing on how do I get, get the one nurse that is looking on furnished finder by herself or the one government guy traveling by himself he thinks high level and is like how do I talk to the person responsible for scheduling all of their travels and create mm -hmm. a powerful partnership that, that my properties are always occupied because they just send them directly to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I wrapped up uh, day one. I did a, a talk that I debated doing. I had never done that in public before. I never shared some of those dark stories from when, you know, what got me into the business and how all that turned out. And uh, I think it really resonated with people. I was going to do a talk on boutique hotels. And uh, my wife and some of my students were like, no, man, you need to do one around this. So if you guys get the recordings, you should definitely check that out. Again, it was super humbling after that. Like, I think I I'd probably talked to half of the people that were there for like a couple hours. And um, I'm glad that I shared it because I think it, it gave people a new perspective on how you can flip stuff around when life doesn't seem to be going your way and how you can push through that. Um, yeah. So I'm glad I shared that. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm biased because I mean, you're, you're my brother, but I, for me, it was one of my most impactful talks and, and impactful because 
again, and we talk about this a lot on the show, is is really understanding that what changes your life is the upgrade of your operational systems and your belief systems in yourself. And that to me was the whole concept of, of your talk, right? Yeah. Is, is how you can purposefully and through effort and repetition, you can change the reality that you live in. And you just got to believe it and continue to work at it and continue to see it happening and continue to work at it and continue to believe it. And to me, that's why that talk was so impactful and it's so important for so many people is the understanding that like there is something else and if you can dream it, you can achieve it. And I love the quote that you had at the end and I'm going to butcher it completely, but it goes along the lines of like a lot of the times people ask of life of a wager and life always gives you the wager that you ask, but you also then realize that you're you limiting yourself more. and life would have still given it to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding. And to me, like that gives me goosebumps even saying that because like, to me, that is the most uh, terrifying thing in life. It's for me to get at the end of it. And somebody looks at me and is like, you did great, but this was everything else that you were supposed to do. And yeah. you didn't do it just because you didn't ask about it, think about it, or didn't have, didn't have the bravery to go after it. That story from Tony Robbins, Ed Milet has a similar take on it, but yeah, my biggest fear and I, I should have shared this by then, but my biggest fear is, you know, being in my 80s or 90s, sitting on the rocking chair on the front porch, looking back on life and having regrets of stuff that I wanted to do, but not having the guts to go for it. I don't ever want to have that regret. Yeah. You know, yeah. full transparency, man. I was nervous as hell to do this conference. Dude, you know? I was it panicking was... the moment you told me that you were going to have me on stage. And I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, guys, like. But that's where the juice is, man. That's it was yeah. when but you can three push years that ago, Three years ago, this was a pipe dream. And like that's that's the other thing that like people like Mike and I did not did not this was like this was a dream, right? Like Bill, TJ, three years ago, this was all dreams, like the stuff that we have now and this thing, and even the conference, right? The conference was a dream. Talking on stage was a dream, right? And then from the dream, it was the plan the work and work the plan, right? And then just like, and then uh, second to last slide that I shared was a vision board that I created in Ease Living Room three and a half years ago. And I debated sharing that, honestly, because I did not want it to come across like bragging or anything. And I don't usually talk about numbers and stuff like that. It's just not my style. But I put it up there um, to just show like at the time, I think I had five properties. I think I owned one and I had like four co-host listings by the end of that year. I had 15 Chris and I had both quit our jobs and we had a, our first hotel under contract. Right. And then I, it, it was just crazy. And now it was just nuts to look back at that because I've gotten literally everything that I put on that vision board, even a picture of me that I photoshopped on a stage like that manifested like, this week you know what i mean so this page is very crazy. similar too. yeah same yeah. color same everything <laughs> so i was just looking in the chat eddie said your talk yeah. resonated because it was so relevant and authentic i don't think the conference would have been the same without it appreciate that man thank you yeah i agree so that right, was cool. day one that was day one and so then uh imagine so this is 28 minutes of us chatting and that was only day one yeah and then day two bill and i kicked it off we talked about our different operational strategies 
So I think Bill has somewhere around 18 properties and he's kind of a solo operation, right? So he likes to talk to all the guests. He likes to make it very personal where my approach is very different. Like I, I shared, like my goal at the beginning of this was time freedom to be with my wife and my son. Mm-hmm. So I spend two hours a week on that business, right? And I have a full team that handles everything. Before we recorded this, I just got off my, my all staff meeting that I do once a week. And so our approach is very different. We kind of broke that down and what that looks like. And it just really depends on what your goals are. Yeah. So I think that was good for a lot of people to see, like there's no one right or wrong way to do things. Mm-hmm. And it just gave some people perspective. Yeah. And then uh, we brought up Sean Rakicic, who, you know, I am so glad that I got to hang out with him because, you know, I knew him. We'd done some clubhouses, but we never really like talked and connected. Like he was like, yeah, man, I'll come support the event or whatever. And then we hung out on the last night and man, he's such a good dude. Like I really, truly enjoyed hanging out with him. He's just very authentic and, a great and genuinely cares yeah. about helping people. And he crushed his talk. And honestly, he he told me after he pivoted last minute because he was supposed to just talk about arbitrage because that's his thing. Like he's gone yeah. over a hundred properties and he's crushed yeah. it. And then when I pulled the audience right before I brought him up, I think maybe a third of the people in the audience were doing arbitrage. And he literally pivoted on the fly to like cover a whole bunch of other stuff. And yeah. uh, it just shows you like how well he knows his craft that he was able to do that. Mm-hmm. you know like yeah. in the moment completely pivot to try and add as much value as possible to the audience so huge shout out to sean for doing that and uh again just a, a testament to like knowing his craft and his dedication to helping people no matter which business model they go with yeah and again that that is the same across all of the speakers that we have yeah i think every speaker anytime i was near a conversation or anytime i was talking to somebody and somebody else came up and like added to the conversation. We all try to, even if it's not specifically what we do, we have done so much that we'll try to find an experience that we have had that is relatable to whatever you're going through and we'll share it in the hope that it helps you. And yeah. that's the whole industry. Everybody that I've everybody that's spoken to. Then we had uh, Kenny Bedwell up from STR Insights, which Kenny was a hot commodity this weekend. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I know he was uh, running around. His team was running around because there was a couple glitches in the system. And people were like, oh, I just signed up and I couldn't get in. And his engineers were working like 24 7 to get that fixed. They literally just launched the software like an hour before the event started. So like they were like crunch mode. Um, But that was super cool to see, you know, how to evaluate markets and how to evaluate deals like in depth. And obviously, you know, using their tool makes that way easier. And again, we'll have all the links, but it's STR Insights. You guys can check them out. And I know Bill jokes that it's, I'm not even going to say their name because I like to use them. But yeah, he was like, this is the new tool for everything. But the way that I look at it is I use, I like to use Kenny's tool. If I'm looking nationally, yeah, it will help me whittle down what markets I want to look at. And then you can get like the detailed reports from AirDNA of like, okay, I'm going to drill into these different zip codes in these different neighborhoods because I've whittled down my search that way through Kenny's tool, right? Yeah. So I think that they complement each other very well as opposed to using one versus the other. 100%. Um, I agree. Uh, then we had a sponsor Q&A, which was a lot of fun. Um, and again, huge shout out to all the sponsors that we had. You know, there, a there lender, so many great products. Guesty, Owner Res, Price Labs. Shout out to Anurag from Price Labs. I know he doesn't like being in the spotlight, but I had to call him out when I was on stage <laughs> and give him a heads up. 
he, he rearranged his schedule to be there. And you know, that meant a lot to me to hang out with him in person. Yeah. Uh, Annie from the host co touch stay, obviously Wayfair professional. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was just dynamite, man. You know, super grateful for all the amazing sponsors that we had up there. Yeah. Um, and it was nice to like hang out with Guesty too. Cause you know, I talked to them all the time and, and Peta, my rep made the trip. So it was cool to yeah. connect with her in person. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just super grateful for everybody that was there. For um, sure. And, and, uh, if you are on the fence about using price lab or dynamic pricing software, Julie George in her, in her talk in the 18 months that she was running her properties, she calculated and she told us what she lost by not using dynamic pricing. And there was a million dollar mistake. Mm -hmm. The million dollar host would have been a multi-million dollar host yeah. if she had used price labs. Yeah. Right. So just let that sink in. If you're doing just Airbnb, even if you're single platform, which again, we'll get to Mark Simpson that is going to yell at you and I'll yell at you on his behalf. But if you're single platform and you're using Airbnb pricing, you're probably leaving on the table a significant amount of money then on the long term is going to hurt you. So price labs, if, if nothing else, if you don't want to listen to anything else, you don't want to PMS, you don't want anything else, please invest in a dynamic pricing software. One of one of my guys in my mastermind, he's also in Bill's mastermind. He's in both. And he's going to be speaking in Miami. When I met him, he had some nice properties on a lake and he wasn't using dynamic pricing. And then once we got him set up, he made an additional 30K in like three months from what he was going to do. Like, think of that on one yeah. property. Like, it's insane. So exactly. like he said, just do it. And they're super inexpensive. Yeah. You know, just go to Price Labs. I'm sure I have an affiliate link somewhere, but honestly, just I don't even care. Just go just sign up it. with them. They're amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, 100%. And then we talked about the Miami event, which I'm super pumped about. And again, I'll put the link down below, but that one is going to be a much more smaller, intimate event. Uh, it's going to be in Miami on September 11th to the 13th. We capped it at 100 people. No BS. We sold over 50 of those seats at the event and we did like a soft launch for it. So Bill and I haven't even sent any emails on it yet. Um, so those are going to go quick. I'll put the link down in the, in the comments once yeah. we're, once we're wrapped up here. So if yeah. you're in the free Facebook group, you're getting first dibs on this before this airs on Monday. So um, those are going to go quick. And honestly, small events like that, looking back on my life have been some of the most impactful events. And that's yeah. where our friendship was really kind of solidified was a small mastermind event like that as well because that's where you really can find your tribe and find your people and just find that that what we call a pod right like that support group because that people there they already raised their hands and they're like we're like-minded and that takes away a lot of the guesswork that it's normally in your day-to-day -day life you know eddie just said he was trying to convey what the conference was to some people. He's like, you know how I annoy you all the time about talking about SDRs all the time? Imagine a thousand people all talking and sharing stories like that. It was like Comic-Con for SDRs. We all nerded out. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, man. I love it. Um, and then we, we brought up Bill and he broke down like his wealth building strategy, which was dynamite. He was, the, I think he was the only one that went over time. And I was like, he's in a riff. I'm not even going to pull him. No, plus, if you guys don't know, Bill is actually 6'6". Six, six, so he's 6'7". He's a beast. Six, seven. Yeah. So it was like Robin yeah. Big. Like, I'm 5'10", yeah. and I looked like I was four feet tall yeah. next to him. So, so it was pretty funny. Nobody's going to try to rush the stage and take the microphone from Bill. 
but he was he was he was killing it man like he was going so deep on like his strategy on like how he's building it and pulling in all the different components it was so good like i was literally sitting on the side of the stage like taking notes and different stuff like it was dynamite so his talk was phenomenal and he's going to be going uh deeper on that at the miami event so i'm i'm pumped for that as well i didn't even mention the guest that we had there i don't know if should i do that on the podcast or just make them watch the recordings for that it's probably all over social media at this point yeah i mean I would. yeah yeah so i was trying so hard not to fanboy out so we we had a special surprise prior to this bill was in he built a, a huge high-end like limousine transport company so he's met a ton of celebrities and got yeah. a lot of really good connections and he's a really good friends with marty cove who plays sensei crease in the karate kid and cobra kai so like the older mean guy uh sensei and so he happened to just get back in town and we honestly didn't know if we were going to be able to pull it off because this, he was just over in europe doing all these signings and everything else and so he popped in and uh you know everything went dark like we played this little karate kid clip out of nowhere and then like he came on the stage and was like strike first strike hard no mercy and uh people you got to pick his brain a little bit yeah. and he talked a lot about like the importance of building relationships like genuine relationships and how you know bill and he met and how bill was co-hosting his property right and um the importance of that. And uh, it was just so cool to like get to meet him and just like hear his story. And he's actually a super nice dude, like low key, you know, he, every role he's played, he's always been this intimidating dude in like Rambo and you know mm-hmm. all these different movies, but he was such a nice guy. Yeah. Um. So it was super cool to hang out with him and really appreciate him for showing up. And he's yeah. got a, a podcast that I just started subscribing to called kicking it with the coves. So um, uh, I'm looking forward to catching up on that. Uh, learning more about him. And then we had the um, the power panel with with some of the heavy hitter ladies. So we had Dr. Rachel Gainsburg, we had Stacy St. John, and we brought Julie back up. And uh, that was a really cool conversation. You know, not just because they're all female, but they they're all titans in the space. You know, in the yeah. past, it, it's been a lot of conferences just kind of dominated by guys you know, for whatever it's worth, you know, in real estate, but this industry, ironically, there are way more women hosts than men, like substantially more. And it was cool to see these ladies that have not only done it, but done it at a massive scale and have had a huge impact on the industry. I mean, I know Stacy, she's got a Facebook group of women hosts of like 25,000 or something crazy. I think by the end of that conference, it was like a 28,000. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. And we're, we're going to have her on the show. Uh, for sure, she was the only person on the panel that we haven't had on the show. And and I made this joke. We were all hanging out backstage before they went on. And I made this joke, and I, I wasn't really joking. I'm like, we're lucky, like, as men, we're lucky that we're even allowed in this industry. Because if the women decided to just get together and be like, short-term rentals is a, is a, is a woman-run industry, they could easily knock us all out. Because the best performers, if you look at the data on all platforms, are listings that are female hosts. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. just lucky. And and yeah. and both Dr. Rachel and and um, to me was amazing is is the fact that like she went to medical school, right? And she created all of this, and then she realized she's like, 
is my identity of being a doctor more important than the financial freedom that I know I can, can create for myself and for my husband by just doing short-term rentals? I think that was one of the most powerful statements. And I don't know how hard it landed, but I think it's important. that like, statement it's, 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 was huge yeah. if you were paying attention because there's a lot of pressure at least in the U S I can only speak for the U S cause I've lived here my whole life, but there's a lot of pressure going through school of like, you got to get good grades and then go be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant or whatever, like some high status professional career. And she was just super vulnerable about, about like that pressure. And like that just became her identity of like, she was a successful, you know, doctor and she just wanted to get into this and just have that time freedom back with her family. And it was this huge battle in her, you know, identity of like, can I do that? And, yeah. um, and also all the people in your, in your circle, right? Like you guys, like yeah. her family was just like, you worked, you have, you spent all this money to become a doctor. You worked so hard for it. Why? Right. And that, that is a lot of the conversation that I had with people in the sense of like, what do I do about my family? What do I do about, about my friends? And like the realization that like, a lot of the times their lack of support just comes from their own desire to keep you the same so that can stay the same, right? And like really understand the fact that like you have to be brave like Rachel was and be like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And yeah. look at her now, you know? And that to me, like it's because there is a lot of people there that have great jobs. But yeah. like Bill, Bill has had 18 lives by now, right? He's been in all kind of industries and the beauty is that all of the knowledge kind of carries and then you you get to bring it with you into the vacation rental industry right so she works specifically with like helping doctors and everything else so your past doesn't have to be your past but if you want to come into the vacation rental industry why not you know it was interesting totally side riff but on the flight home yesterday morning it was like super early so i just honestly wanted to sleep i think i got two hours of sleep that night and then we had a 6 a.m flight and, uh, but the, the guy, our, um, flight attendant, he just had this energy about him. Like he was just, I just, I'm like, I don't know. I got to talk to this guy and talking about living like different lives. Right. So, yeah. I mean, this guy at one point, he was like a professional dancer and then he was a martial art instructor and then he was a real estate developer. And now he's a flight attendant just cause he likes it and he likes to travel and he's like yeah. developed properties all over the world. And I was just like, man, this guy is so interesting. And yeah. most people would never stop to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, but it was just fascinating to just connect with this guy. And yeah. Kristen's like, what are you doing? Like, I was on my feet most of the time, sit, standing up front, just chumming it up with this flight <laughs> attendant. And I was just so fascinated by his story. But it just yeah. shows you, like, you don't have to just stick to, like, one lane because society tells you you need to do this yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So the rest anyway, total, yeah. total side riff. But um, you never know who you're going to meet. And then Mark Simpson, huge shout out to Mark, man. He was just oh, texting man. me a second ago, um, flying all the way over from the UK. I'm so glad he made it because he was one of the first people that I reached out to. He's the only guest that we've had on the show three times. Yeah, so That's a testament to how yeah. good he is at what he does. Yeah, And he was like, dude, my wife's pregnant. Like, I honestly <laughs> don't know if I can go. And then when he told me legit like six weeks ago that he could make it, Bill and I reworked the entire schedule to fit him in for a full slot. Cause initially I was like, dude, I might honestly have to put you on a panel or like just squeeze you in for a little bit. 
And we worked the entire schedule and cut every presentation by like 10 minutes. That's why you noticed the presentations weren't an hour. They were about 45 minutes. We did that so that we could fit Mark in because I knew he was going to add that much value. So huge shout out to Mark. I mean, he crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. And um, his talk, it's, he's just a fun guy, but he's a brilliant marketer. So yeah. I see him walking out and he's got a shot in his hand and I'm like a backpack full of stuff. And I was like, oh, this is going to be Sugar, good. salt, <laughs> everything lined up on stage. First of all, there is little boostly brand stickers now all over the venue. Um, <laughs> I'm partially responsible. He's mostly responsible. I have one on the back of my phone that says book direct. But honestly, and and his book, I actually, I had the book. I hadn't started reading it. And I started reading it uh, yesterday. Super funny because now I read it with Mark's voice in the back of my mind. So that's really funny. But he just, he just talks about, and, and if you've heard of any of his shows, right? About, no, you should never build your house on somebody else's land. Mm-hmm. And I had that conversation with so many people. They were like, why do I have to leave Airbnb? All of our stuff is on Airbnb. We make money on Airbnb. And like yeah. really understanding that like like that. And, and that's where he he got started with his with his talk. And that was the kind of like spicy, salty part of his um, of his presentation is the fact that he's like, congratulations, you now own a job. You work for Airbnb. Yeah, 100%. And if you're chasing financial freedom to then just kind of fall into working for Airbnb just because they control your listings, they control your policies, they control your cancellation policies, then why were you working so hard? 70% of our bookings come from our uh, direct website. And our goal is to not make them less. Our goal for next year is to make 80% of our booking come from our direct website. The other thing for me, because his presentation was called 101 Tips, he had 47 minutes. So there was no way you would get through 101 tips, right? But that was all part of it. Because what another thing that a lot of newbie hosts and a lot of newbie like people in business overall try to do is they try to overpromise, but then ended up under uh, delivering, which is the worst possible feeling that people are gonna have. And there was this whole concept of why he called that that, right? Is like it's so much better for you to under promise and over deliver than to over promise and under deliver. And so really understanding in your experiences, in your touches, in how you talk to your guests, how you craft your experience, how can you under promise and over deliver in every single aspect of it? He nailed it, man. Like so, so glad he was there. Yeah. I actually just saw that he's on here live again. Appreciate you, man. Thank you again so much for, for coming out. Um, if you haven't gotten the book, just go get it. It's like a number one seller in multiple categories on Amazon. And, uh, and he, he even called the publisher cents. to change it to make it 99 cents. I don't know yeah. if it's still 99 cents, but it was for the conference. But even and, if it's um, not 99 cents, like even if it's 9.99, the cost of one direct. If it was a hundred bucks, if it was a thousand bucks, it would be worth it. Like he, he had a little competition. He was like, and I'll just give you guys this tip. I don't think he's going to mind. Literally just. The key phrase is, who do you know? Like, who do you know that's looking to travel to this place? Who do you know that's looking to get an STR set up? Who do you know, uh, whatever. Like that simple phrase unlocks so many doors because it takes the pressure off that person. It's not like you're pitching to them. It's just like, oh yeah, Yeah. hey, 
who do you know that might be traveling to this area? We just opened up another property over here and it's got a killer view and a pool and all that stuff. You're not asking, Hey, are you going to go here? You know, I'd love to have you. Cause then it's like an awkward conversation. Yeah. It's like, who do you know? Cause if they are interested, they'll be like, Oh dude, I want to go. Yeah. And, and the other thing, um, that he kind of touched on, which we, I, this is a concept that happens a lot in the real estate industry is people get their real estate license, but they don't tell anybody. And they say seek what we call secret agents. And there are so many people that are secret hosts. You cannot be a secret host. You need to start speaking this into existence and letting people know what it is that you do. So the people know the same way that I remember you started referring to yourself as a, as a professional short-term rental host when you were still a CPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call it planting seeds, right? Like everybody that you talk to at some point, just a subtle, soft, not even a pitch, but just like every, if you're out in an event, most likely if you're meeting somebody, they always ask you, what do you do? Right. And E helped me with this a lot at the beginning because it was almost like when people used to ask me that, I would just puke out, I'm a CPA. Right. But if you're, I don't care whatever your profession is now, if you want to become financially free and become a full time host, just be like, hey, I'm a professional short term rental host. And most people don't know what that means. So they're going to be like, oh, what does that mean? Right. And it just opens up the door for more conversation. So the more of those seeds that you plant, the more likelihood that you're going to have a good crop of properties coming your way. So it's just constantly planting those seeds. Ken just posted, he sent out a WhatsApp broadcast list message to get a direct booking and got 19 replies in 15 minutes. <laughs> literally from literally just taking action. Yeah. And that was the thing that I wanted to wrap up with is like yeah. the biggest thing that you can do now, whether you are at the event or not, is just implement this stuff. Like yeah. do not just sit on it and like, wow, those are some good ideas. Like go do it. Go mm-hmm. do, pick one thing and just go do it. Yeah. Right. Don't let the momentum from the event die. Like honestly, by Tuesday of next week, you're going to come down off that high from the event. Yeah. Don't let that happen without starting to move the needle because you can keep that momentum going now. I know it's a Friday. Great. Most people are about to take it easy by noon. Like keep pushing through today. Keep building that momentum today through the weekend and just keep it going. It's just those little subtle things that, make the difference they just compound over time and, and honestly that's why we wanted to record this so it can come out on monday right because again like if you're somebody that's been listening to our show you came to talk to me you came to talk to mike we're super proud we see you we see all the effort that you're making this is the moment to level up right in whatever that way but if you can literally just take by if you were not there by the recording and just take one talk like take listen to mark's talk and execute a mark talk for a week mm-hmm. that's all you need and that's why we wanted to post this on monday because we we've been to a lot of events and we've experienced the high and the just go because you just go back to life and stuff happens right and life happens yep so just re- like you can still do this you got it you went to the event to change your life and your life is changing. Just allow it to change. Just continue to show up, continue to make the effort, continue to make the 1% change every day. And you got this. You know what I mean? Like, we are not rocket scientists. Mm-hmm. None of us. Some of us are smarter than others, but none of us are Elon Musk. 
but we're right. just all we're all deeply committed to just becoming one percent better in all areas of our life every single day yep 100 percent. so know. if you guys are listening to this live uh i posted the links for the replays they should be ready again we just wrapped up yesterday but i talked to chris last night and he said within two weeks they will be done um, but we're only going to be selling the recordings for the next two weeks and then we're just not going to sell them and, you know, full transparency at some point, maybe we'll use it as like a promotion for a different event as like a bonus or whatever. But, um, next two weeks, I think it's a 297 bucks. You get the full recordings, which is a fraction of what people paid to be at the event. If you went, I would highly encourage you to get them. And I, I don't say that from a sales perspective, but I know for me, I'm excited to get them because quite frankly, I missed a lot of different pieces because I was running around behind the scenes, doing different stuff, having conversations. So I didn't get to sit and watch every presentation in full. So I'm looking forward to carving out time to doing that, to actually like absorb all of the information. I got nuggets even just like floating around, but definitely check that out. I posted the link for the Miami event. Again, we're capping that at a hundred people. It's going to be a lot more uh, intimate setting. I've got the link for that. It's the 11th to the 13th of Miami. E, I'm hoping can make that as well, um, which I'm sure he will because that's in his it's in his backyard. Uh, but we got Julie coming back for that again. Oh, you don't I get to see Julie it, too if much. If I wasn't making it before, I'm making it now. Yeah, so she's going to yeah. be speaking at that one as well. Uh, super pumped for that. And again, just a genuine thank you to everybody that came out. Like seriously, like mm. it was so humbling like just to see so many people. And uh, it was really cool when I asked how many people listen to the show and, you know, got a huge, yeah, huge uproar of people. So again, can't thank you guys enough for yeah. supporting the show. Really. Yeah, appreciate we love it. you guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm super proud of all of you. I'm super proud and super grateful of all of the stories that I heard. And, and again, I, I really remember you all, right? Like the, the person that bought the house in in the Cape and she's renovating it for the summer and their kids went to help. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember all of your stories and you, honestly, like, I feel so motivated to continue to do what we do and pour so much love into everything that we do because of all of you guys. So I am super, super grateful. I'm proud. I'm proud of Mike and Bill for absolutely killing it. Love it. Love it. Well, again, thank you everybody who made it out. Thank you again to all the sponsors. Thank you to E for coming down and uh, letting me pull his ass up on stage because I know everybody wanted to see him. And uh, again, just thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Can't thank you guys enough. Love this community. If you haven't already, join the free Facebook group. We've got a lot of people in there. We're always posting um, this stuff in there. We're answering questions in there. Totally free. Uh, a lot of people asked for more information about our private mastermind, uh, just go to strsecrets.com slash apply. Full transparency, it's not cheap, um, but it's for those of you that are really serious and you want to get one-on-one -on -one time with myself and the other coaches and you really want to build first a six and then a seven-figure business and learn how to implement all this stuff with us directly. But either way, like we've got so much free content on here. So again, thank you all so much for showing up playing full out as always. We will see you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Ciao, guys.
Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.